It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's rivalry weekend of college football and the Y'all Show is on to have the Y'all Kickoff Show tell you all about it. I'm John Raw. Forgive me for my bad singing, but it is rivalry weekend and we have made it to that special time of year where indeed the biggest games of college football all go down really over the course of a couple of days. We're going to focus on what's going on primarily Saturday of this Thanksgiving weekend. I'm John Rawl. It is the Y'all Kickoff Show, and we're so glad that you could take a little time away from the turkey and your family. Maybe you want to get away from both. (laughs) And for the next two hours, we're going to walk through weekend number 14 of college football, a.k.a. Rivalry Weekend. This is the last regular season weekend of NCAA football, and we'll walk through all of the fun that's going on. We've got a very, very special guest coming up at the start of Hour 2, former Ole Miss, former Auburn, former Texas Tech, former Cincinnati Bearcats. I think he's coaching just about every conference out there in college football. Tommy Tuberville is going to drop by and help us get ready for the SEC games going on here this weekend. And he's got a little thing he's doing outside of football these days as Coach Tuberville is running for the U.S. Senate in Alabama. In fact, join us on Tuesday on the Y'all Show, the normal Monday through Thursday edition of what you're listening right now is called the Y'all Show. And it's a mixture of football, politics, cooking, music talk, and so much more. Here on this edition, it's all about college football. We'll save the political talk with Tommy Tuberville until Tuesday of next week. Today, we've got the coach coming on to talk SEC football and rivalry weekend. Plus, he'll share some stories and memories of his many years of coaching in the Southeastern Conference. In addition to, we'll get his picks on what's going to happen here this weekend. This is a guy, I will remind you, that won Six straight Iron Bowls when he was the head coach of the Auburn Tigers. They beat Alabama six straight times. And I don't think Nick Saban could even do that at the capstone. So we'll get Tommy Tuberville's take on this weekend and so much more. We'll have our barbecue barrister and Big 12 barrister as well drop by here in the next segment to weigh in on what's going on in the Big 12 as we know the two teams that will be playing next weekend for the conference championship. It'll be Baylor and OU. But this weekend, everybody's still got games to play and we'll find out from the barrister what he thinks of what's going to happen in this final weekend of Big 12 football. General Gridiron is dropping by at the end of this hour with his usual usual humorous take on all things football and his prediction of rivalry weekend and then in the middle portion of our number two today we'll have our acc spotlight jonathan lifeite of cbs sports digital and the 24 7 sports network will be dropping by with his great report on clean old-fashioned hate georgia tech hosting the georgia bulldogs a lots of lots and lots of sec versus acc games going on this weekend and jonathan will discover what's going to happen here we'll get that information from him all in the second hour plus we'll wrap it up today looking at the group of five schools we've got some schools and some conferences battling this weekend to determine who's going to go on to the conference championship the AAC 
is still to be decided who's going to be playing for that conference championship and the cusa i've got the page of all the scenarios of who's going to get to play for that conference championship and it's it's pretty out of control i'll do my best to relay the information the Sun Belt is set for their championship but the Sun Belt's final regular season weekend is this weekend we'll walk through that plus this is the first round on saturday of the fcs playoffs and we've got the 16 teams suiting up here for the first round in fcs division one AA football and we'll have all that here on today's y'all kickoff show john rawl here our number 803-816-1170 our website y'all.com instagram twitter at y'all show and as we have the long holiday weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, with games going on in college football, none of the top 25 have action on the Thursday games. Friday night lights, not really. We actually, with an early start to the Friday action, Virginia Tech and Virginia in the Commonwealth Cup, that game at Scott Stadium in Charlottesville. Speaking of the Commonwealth Cup, we've got catchy little nicknames for a bunch of our rivalry go- games going on here this Thanksgiving weekend, and I'm going to walk through the list of them after we get through going through the top 25 action also the friday action with iowa and nebraska getting together iowa ranked 17 cincinnati and memphis have a big game at liberty bowl stadium in memphis as this will go a long way to determine the aac winner boise state colorado state with a friday afternoon game and then friday night lights appalachian state already clinched the berth in the sunbelt conference championship game and the mountaineers will be in troy alabama at Veterans Memorial Stadium, a.k.a. Movie Gallery Stadium, taking on the Trojans. That's your Friday action. Now we come to football Saturday, and you got a rivalry game between Ohio State and Michigan, as these two teams really don't like each other. And it's going to be a great one here this week with national championship implications between the two of them as the Michigan Wolverines have a chance to win this one and defeat their rival from the South and spoil Ohio State's dreams of getting another national championship. As Ohio State got a nice little early Thanksgiving gift, they were awarded the number one seed in the college football playoffs. If it were to end today, unfortunately for the Buckeyes, we've still got a couple of more weeks and days to go until the final thing is announced. But Michigan Stadium is where you'll find this battle, and Fox is the network carrying this high noon Eastern time between the Buckeyes and the Michigan Wolverines. It's the Palmetto Bowl going on in South Carolina, and the number three Clemson Tigers will be back in the state capitol to try to embarrass the Gamecocks. This is an ESPN broadcast starting at 12 noon Columbia time, and Will Muschamp's SEC squad at 4 and 7 not given much of an opportunity to win this one. It would be a, a real upset if the Gamecocks and Helensky, the quarterback there, could find a way to defeat Clemson. But this one should go the way of the orange and northwestern blue, or northwestern purple, rather. And Clemson, again, is on a roll, and they're heading off to their conference championship game just up the road from Columbia in Charlotte next weekend. So they've got that on their mind, but they want to they want to knock off that in-state rival in South Carolina in the Palmetto Bowl. Clean old-fashioned hate is what they call the Georgia-Georgia Tech series. ABC has this game set for 12 noon, 11 central from historic Bobby Dodge Stadium and historic Grant Field in downtown Atlanta. The Dogs at number four. They're on a mission. They'll be back in Atlanta next week regardless. 
regardless of what happens with this game as they'll be playing at nearby Mercedes-Benz Stadium in the SEC Championship against the LSU Tigers. First things first for Kirby Smart's team, you got to win the state of Georgia before you can go on and try to win the SEC Again, this is your high noon game on ABC. Iron Bowl, Alabama will be on the plains taking on the Auburn Tigers as Alabama rides in with a backup quarterback. Bo Nix, the freshman for the Auburn Tigers, has looked mighty good most of this year. This is a top 15 matchup between the two at Jordan Hare. It's your CBS mid-afternoon game. Wisconsin and Minnesota have a battle that means something in the Big Ten as TCF Bank Stadium hosts this one on ABC. is where you'll find it, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. The winner should be able to advance to the Big Ten championship game in Indianapolis. The Big 12's Baylor Bears have their ticket punched to their conference championship game next weekend. They can't take the weekend off, though. They've got a little bit of a tough challenge, a little bit of a road trip to Lawrence and Les Miles' Kansas Jayhawks await. And Baylor at number nine in the latest CFP projections. This game will be on ESPN set for 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central from Memorial Stadium in Lawrence. Shouldn't be too much of a contest for the Penn State Nittany Lions. They'll be hosting the Rutgers Scarlet Knights from Beaver Stadium. Big Ten Network is where you'll find this one at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. The Civil War goes down at Eugene's Altson Stadium. Oregon State v. Oregon. Pac-12 Network is where you'll find this game on this football Saturday, 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central Time, and that would be high noon on the Pacific, or rather 1 o'clock Pacific Coast time between these in-state foes. Notre Dame and Stanford have a long-time rivalry, and they get together at the farm in Stanford, California. This game will be kicking off at 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central on the Fox Network. LSU is uh, a little bit angry. They were the number one team in the AP poll. For some reason, the college football playoff, they demoted them this week, and LSU, the Bayou Bengals, at number two right now, and they'll be hosting the Texas A&M Aggies at Tiger Stadium as this this is a Saturday night in Death Valley experience for Texas A&M to uh, enjoy. This game is set for ESPN, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Death Valley time. A rivalry from the Big 8 extends now to the Big 12 as Iowa State will be in Manhattan taking on the K-State Wildcats. As Iowa State ranked number 23 this week, Kansas State, after losing to West Virginia the other day, have slipped out of the top 25. And K-State, Iowa State is a 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central time kick on Fox Sports 1 from Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Colorado and Utah have a game going on in Salt Lake City. If the Buffs somehow win this one, they'll be going to a bowl. This is an ABC broadcast. The Utes have a chance to go to the Pac-12 championship with a victory. The Utes, uh, they would advance to be 11-1 and and still an outside shot for Utah to be playing for the national championship if they can keep on winning and some breaks happen in the playoff seedings ahead of them. The FSU-Florida game goes on at Gainesville's Ben Hill-Griffin Stadium on Saturday evening. This was an, this will be an SEC Network telecast set for 7.30 Gainesville time. And these old foes that really don't like each other have this one going on there in the swamp. The Bedlam game features Oklahoma and Oklahoma State from Boone Pickens Stadium this year. Oklahoma State has not won at home against the Sooners 
in a long, long time. General Gridiron will fill you in more on that in just a little bit. But OU comes in still with a chance to possibly keep winning. And just like other teams like Utah, if the breaks happen, they might could find themselves playing in the college football playoff. The Sooners and the Pokes on Fox. This is an 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Stillwater time kick in the Big 12. That's your top 25 action primarily here on this football Saturday. As we said, this is a rivalry weekend going on in college football this weekend. And I want to let you or either educate you or remind you of some of the great names and trophies up for grabs here on this rivalry weekend of college football. We mentioned the Minnesota-Wisconsin game has some value. The winner will be able to go on to play Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. Well, did you know that Wisconsin and Minnesota have been playing since 1890? They've met 128 times. It'll be 129 times this year. And it's just not a game they play for Paul Bunyan's axe. And this is going to be a great game this year. You'll be able to row the boat if you're a Minnesota fan or the Cheeseheads in Wisconsin are going to be coming into Minneapolis hoping to get the win against the Gophers. But Paul Bunyan's axe is up for grabs. Anybody want to grab that axe? Well, it'll be up for grabs between these Big Ten West foes this weekend. Love the name of the Oregon-Oregon State rivalry. It's Civil War, and they play for the Platypus Trophy. And they've been getting together on the gridiron since the 1890s. And this year marks the 123rd time the Beavers and Oregon have got together on the gridiron. That ought to be good. Hey, don't leave out this series here. The They battle for the Old Oaken Bucket, and it's the Indiana-Purdue game. Yeah, you probably think they're basketball schools. Well, these two Indiana schools have been playing since 1891. This is the 122nd meeting this year between IU and the Boilermakers. Again, the Old Oaken Bucket is the trophy in this rivalry weekend game. In South Carolina, it's the Carolina-Clemson game or Clemson-Carolina game, depending on who you root for. They've met for 117 times now this year as they first got together back in the 1890s and had for many years the Big Thursday contest in Columbia. Always played in Columbia at the state fairgrounds there, but Clemson decided in the late 50s they wanted to have that game come to their campus in the upstate of South Carolina. And so for the last 60 years, they've been rotating this game between Clemson and Columbia. And this thing is now officially called the Palmetto Bowl. I'm not a big fan of that name. I think there ought to be a better name. And they don't even have a trophy for this thing. They probably could come up with something. But it's a rivalry, no doubt about it. It's the in-state foes of South Carolina getting together. And, oh, by the way, Clemson is on a roll, being your defending national champion. And the Gamecocks are heading in the complete opposite direction. The Palmetto Bowl going on this weekend. This game, a Thursday night game this week, as it has been the last couple of years, the Egg Bowl, as they battle for the old Golden Egg Trophy. The game this year was in and was in Starkville and Mississippi State and Mississippi get together. They've been doing this for 116 years, first getting together in 1901 between the agrarians of Starkville and the lawyers and dentists and all the other, I guess, accountants that come out of the University of Mississippi Langshark University. And it's the Egg Bowl, one of the great names. Not because it has to do with an egg. The trophy looks like an egg. That's how it got the name the Golden Egg. And 
Now, the Egg Bowl is what you call this contest between UM and MSU. The game is that Michigan-Ohio State game going on this weekend in Ann Arbor. The game has been played 116 times now this year, first starting in 1897. Remember, Ohio State fans call Michigan the school up north. And I'm not really sure what Michigan fans call Ohio State, but I'm sure it's not a very good name, whatever it is. The game, it goes on. It's renewed now for the 116th time this weekend. And Michigan wants to pull spoiler and make Ohio State have their national championship aspirations collapse in front of about 110,000 fans there at the big house. How about this battle in Oklahoma? This may have the best name of all, Bedlam. The Bedlam series, you battle for the Bedlam Bell when Oklahoma and Oklahoma State tangle on the gridiron. This is the 114th meeting this year. They've been tangling since 1904. Love the name of what goes on each year in Georgia as the Bulldogs and the Yellow Jackets have clean, old-fashioned hate. The Governor's Cup is the award you receive when you win this game. It's been played since 1893, and this year marks the 114th time the Ramblin' Wreck of Georgia Tech and those dogs of the University of Georgia have met on the gridiron. Tennessee and Vanderbilt battle for the state of Tennessee. They don't really have a catchy name. They don't have a catchy trophy between Tennessee and Vandy. What they do have here is the fact that Vanderbilt is going for their fourth straight win in this series, and they first got together in 1892 between Vanderbilt and UT. Illinois and Northwestern battle for the Land of Lincoln trophy. This year marks the 113th time these two Illinois foes have met on the gridiron. The Apple Cup features Washington and Washington State, and they battle for the Apple Cup trophy. This is the 112th meeting this year between Washington State, a.k.a. Wazoo, and Washington, a.k.a. U-Dub. In Raleigh this weekend, you'll have a battle between the North Carolina Tar Heels and the NC State Wolfpack. No catchy name here, no catchy trophy, but these rivals have met for 107 times now, and this year they first got together in 1894. Yeah, they play basketball, UNC and NC State, but they have a pretty good football rivalry going on, and that renews here this very weekend. Virginia and Virginia Tech, they've only been conference partners for about 12 years now, but in Virginia, and they have the Commonwealth Cup up for grabs when Virginia Tech and Virginia UVA get together, and they've been getting together since 1895. They've met a total of 100 times, and now the Commonwealth Cup up for grabs remember in the old dominion you've had other teams in the past who've arguably have even been stronger and more powerful than at least virginia tech and i'm talking william and mary richmond has been a very good team throughout the decades and mm, i would say virginia military vmi has been one of the premier teams going back in history of football in the commonwealth of virginia so this uva virginia tech series is a little bit of a rather new thing to be a rivalry game it's called the commonwealth cup and i know from the fact that virginia tech was a military school primarily until they made their changes some 45 50 years ago virginia tech and vmi were arch rivals and they would get together and roanoke and have a big game and vmi is coming back on the schedule for virginia tech and they're going to renew their rivalry of which they have a catchy nickname that i don't know the name in front of me right now but yeah vmi and what was vp P.I., 
a rivalry that will be renewed when they get together soon. But this weekend, it's the Hokies and the Cavaliers battling for the Commonwealth Cup. And that's just a small taste of many of the games going on here of Rivalry Weekend. Of course, we've got great games and great rivalries throughout the year of college football, whether it's the battle for the Little Brown Jug, Michigan and Minnesota. And you can't forget about the Army-Navy game as they battle for the Thompson Cup. That game coming up in a couple of weeks. That one's still yet to be played. And then you got the Deep South oldest rivalry. We just had that between Auburn and Georgia with UGA winning on the Plains of Auburn. So a lot of really good games of college football have awards that they give out. They have catchy little nicknames. And here, as we celebrate Rivalry Weekend of college football, let's not forget what's going on this weekend as most of your catchy names and catchy trophies are presented here in this week of Thanksgiving. And that's what helps make college football oh so special. Until they start having rivalry games and trophies for regular season contests in the NFL, I'm sorry, college football will always be the big daddy. It will own the NFL, although the NFL is pretty neat in its own right. When we come back after the break, our buddy, the barrister of Big 12 and the barrister of barbecue, Matt Hermans, he's going to have his delicious Thanksgiving food report. He's going to talk about brining. And if you don't know what brining is, you need to listen to him when we come back from the commercial break. And then we'll have him switch over and talk about this weekend's Big 12 games as Bedlam is going on. But you have other games of note in the Big 12. And we'll have his kind of diagnosis of all that as Matt Hermans will be on in the next segment. And then as the hour concludes, we'll have General Gridiron, Field Marshal of Football foretelling, and he weighs in on Rivalry Weekend. And don't forget, at the start of Hour 2, Tommy Turberville, the former head coach of the Mississippi Land Sharks and the Auburn Tigers, he'll be dropping by to talk about Rivalry Weekend in the SEC, plus ACC talk and a kind of conversation about the group of five schools that have games of importance going on plus the fcs playoffs are starting here on this football saturday we'll tell you about the eight contest of fcs football as you'll need to know about that here on this weekend of celebration and a weekend of thanks we're thankful for you for listening to the all kickoff show and we'll be back to continue the fun after the break Message and data rates may apply. See purple.com for terms and conditions. It's Purple's biggest, comfiest Black Friday sale ever. Save up to $400 when you pair a Purple mattress with a premium sleep bundle. Make this shopping holiday simple and stress-free with the comfiest bundles ever made. Complete your Purple setup and get up to $200 off a mattress, plus up to another $200 off when you bundle two pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector. That's up to $400 off your order. It's time to feel the mattress you've been hearing about. The Purple mattress is the only mattress with the one, the only, the Purple Grid. It's the cool, innovative, no-pressure support that feels like you're floating. An experience that you cannot get with any other mattress. Shop great, then sleep great with Purple this holiday season. Take advantage of our best Black Friday sale ever and save up to $400 when you buy a mattress and premium sleep bundle by texting OFFER to 84888. Sleep great through the holidays and get up to $400 off by texting OFFER to 84888. That's O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babble.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard? 
or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. Hey y'all, Jeff Foxworthy here. Now if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be... Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know, because my grandfather was a firefighter, and one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires, which means always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So for the love of the outdoors, go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. The brine is meant to substitute uh, the the brine liquid for the liquid in the turkey. So, in other words, the high salt level of the brine. I'm not going to get all Mr. Wizard here, but the Professor the Matt Hereman's our special guest here. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to meat, somehow it works for me. But uh, so the brine, the, the high salt level will essentially go into the meat and pull out the the existing water in the meat. So, what you're doing is you're flavoring deeply into the turkey. So your salt water uh, mix will essentially replace the liquid that is in the turkey already. So that means you will, optimally, you will get flavor all the way to the bone of the turkey. It also changes the texture of any type of meat. Of course, turkey as well. It, it, it makes a little bit of a, uh, I don't want to say firm, like it's hard, but it, it changes the texture. It's hard to explain unless you brine a, a piece of meat. It's very pleasant in my opinion. Um, and it does give you that flavor that you might not have by just basting the outside of the meat. The, the other thing to the brine is, um, of course, you want to keep it cold. Uh, if you want to, you want to brine a turkey, it's not something you're going to leave at room temperature. Um, the turkey is a big piece of meat, so you want to put it in a large pot with the brine and stick it in the fridge. Uh, if it's just too big, you don't have room in the fridge, which is the case for me. Uh, you can always use a cooler. Uh, you can put the turkey in iced brine liquid for as long as you need. I'll probably do it overnight. Make sure that you have enough ice in there to where it stays cold uh, overnight. But um, you can add anything else you want to the brine, too. The key to the brine is you cook it. So it is salt and water. That is the basis of a brine, for sure. But you can also add a little bit of sugar. If you like a, a little hint of sweetness, you can add 
um, Thanksgiving type spices, thyme, rosemary. I like herbs de Provence, which sounds fancy, but it's just a mixture of different herbs that kind of oh, taste. Say, say that one more yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It's a like a, I guess a French mix. It's just it's just say, it say, fancy, say, say, say say herbs de Provence. Ah. I, don't, I, I don't speak French. Yeah, we 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 getting romantic on here, but um, yeah. So anything you want to add to the brine besides salt is fine and dandy. You want to cook it. Uh, and then let it cool and then uh, pour it over the turkey or dunk the turkey into it after it's cold. Always an early Christmas present when you can have the Barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Herman's drop in, even if it's just for two minutes, to tell you about brining and the great tips that he has on the Y'all Kickoff Show. Well, you know what? We're going to keep Matt Herman's on now for a few more minutes as we have him switch over from his barbecue and turkey cook and roll to Barrister of Big 12 football. And we'll have him kind of walk through the schedule. We have Bedlam going on, Oklahoma and Oklahoma. Oklahoma State, that game in Stillwater, but Barrister, oh Barrister, let's start kind of walking through the weekend here, this football Saturday of Big 12 football. You do have the Chancellor Spurs up for grabs in Austin as the Red Raiders go into Austin for that Friday afternoon, early afternoon game there, televised on Fox. TCU hosts West Virginia in a Friday late afternoon game. And now we come upon the Saturday action in the Big 12. Baylor, who has a chance to play in the college football playoff. The Bears can't, well, take the early hibernation route here this weekend (laughs) as they go to Lawrence and they've got less miles waiting there at Memorial Stadium. This is a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Lawrence time kick on ESPN on this football weekend. K-State and Iowa State, they get together on Saturday evening, 7 Eastern, 6 o'clock in Manhattan, Kansas. This is a televised game on Fox Sports 1. And then the big game in the Big 12 this weekend, it is Bedlam as OU goes to Boone Pickens Stadium for a game against Oklahoma State. This is a top 25 matchup on Fox set begin at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Stillwater time. Mr. Humans, your thoughts on Bedlam 2019? Don't uh, don't sleep on um, Oklahoma State uh, in this one. This is a uh, you know this is a matchup. They call it Bedlam, and, and you know, I've heard people from Oklahoma tell me, "Well, I mean, look at the all-time series." <laughs> and uh, if you look at the all-time series, you'd wonder why it was such a heated rivalry. But a lot of the games are in. And the reason I say that is Oklahoma uh, has completely dominated the all-time series more than you probably would imagine. But the games are, are really, really hard fought. They're usually fairly close. Um, this is this is an underrated rivalry. This is something that um, uh, if you're around this area, if you're, if you're a fan of Big 12 football, you, you kind of understand how much dislike there is between Norman and Stillwater. We've got two hours drive, but, you know, a lot, two tons of, of, of hate uh, between these two schools. And <laughs> Hard, hard game to win. I mean, Oklahoma, again, has won the majority of these football games, but it's never easy or it's rarely easy. Um, and Oklahoma State has kind of bounced back to become uh, an eight-win football team when uh, they looked looked to struggle in the middle of the season. Spencer Sanders has been in and out. Spencer Sanders has been good and bad. Um, Tylen Wallace, obviously a, a deep threat that, that has gone down. But Chuba Hubbard... Uh, keeps on trucking, and Oklahoma's defense has not been a run-stuffing type defense this year. Um, the defense has been fine. It's improved. Uh, they've lost a couple of players on that side of the ball, uh, outside linebacker, for instance. But 
they have not been a, a team that comes out and just stuffs the run. And Shuba Hubbard, the, the, the leading rusher in the country, uh, he may end up having a field day if they can get any type of passing game going against the Oklahoma defense, which is kind of the question for the Oklahoma State offense. But Shuba Hubbard could come out with another 200-yard game, and if that happens, watch out. This could be a, a barn burner. The Canadian cowpoke, Chuba Hubbard. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, that will wrap up our preview of Rivalry Weekend, and that is one of the best rivalry games here this weekend in college football, the Sooners and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. When we come back on the Y'all Show, hey, it's General Gridiron Field, Marshal of Football Foretelling, and he's got all the picks. They're in for Rivalry Weekend. Can't wait to hear what the General has to say. And don't forget, coming up at the start of Hour 2, Coach Tommy Tuberville will be dropping by with a look at the Rivalry Weekend of the Southeastern Conference. All that ahead on Y'all Kickoff. From... Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with custom holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get special Black Friday prices with 60% off all holiday cards and calendars, plus save on other memorable photo gifts like canvas prints. So get our Black Friday prices until December 3rd with 60% off holiday cards and photo calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter code RADIO60 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, code RADIO60. Orangutans. They're beautiful playful and majestic and disappearing every day as many as 20 orangutans vanish they starve to death when their homes are destroyed or are killed when they stray into villages in search of food international animal rescue is fighting for the survival of the critically endangered orangutan but we can't do it without you please visit internationalanimalrescue.org and help us save orangutans before it's too late that's internationalanimalrescue.org Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babble.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting WORLD to 64000. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method, in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text WORLD to 64000 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text WORLD to 64000 and try it for free. Text W-O-R-L-D to 64000. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work, (laughs) I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, one more if you're not physically active, another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes. 
Another if you've got high blood pressure. If you're overweight, raise another finger. Two if you're very overweight. And three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio pre-diabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Rivalry Week is here. Welcome into the bunker of General Gridiron Field Marshal of Football Forecasting. We're about to map out the way this college football weekend is going to go. Will your favorite team be marching to victory, or will the enemy be taking your battle flag? Indeed, this is college football's biggest weekend, where bitter rivals suit up and face off. It doesn't get any better than this. So grab your helmet and man those battle stations. We're ready for another round of General Gridiron's football foretelling. Wisconsin and Minnesota. With Thanksgiving this week, here's something more important than football to keep in mind. Minnesota Golden Gopher placeholder Casey O'Brien, a four-time cancer survivor, he announced this week that doctors have detected a spot on one of his lungs that they will remove via surgery this week so they can test it. And he put out on Twitter, ready to go 1-0 in this surgery season? O'Brien tweeted that and the hashtag 5X, indicating that he intends to beat cancer for a fifth time. And he wrote, thank you for your thoughts and prayers. God God will continue to take care of me. Best of luck, number 14. O'Brien's 10-1 and and number 9 ranked rodents host the Varmin from the East in a Big Ten contest that will decide who gets to travel to Indy and play Ohio State for the conference banner. This ought to be a great game, with the home team having just enough Twin Cities tenacity to prevail. The Generals' victor, Paul Bunyan's axe, goes to Minnesota. Texas A&M at LSU. The Bayou Bengals are on cruise control to the SEC Championship. Then they'll have to go back to Manuel to defeat the Dogs and whomever gives them a test in the playoff. Sarge and the Milkman from Aggieland march into Tiger Stadium, hoping to spoil the Cajun coronation. Between the hedges last Saturday, Jimbo Fisher's farm boys just wouldn't go away and put up a nice fight against that other team headed to Mercedes-Benz Stadium and possibly Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Coach O ain't going to let this regular season finale slip away like he did in College Station last Thanksgiving weekend. The Generals' victor, LSU. Colorado at Utah. The Pac-12 newcomers duel in Desiree, and this one actually has relevance for both squads. With an upset win, rookie coach Mel Tucker's Boulder Beast will be bowl eligible. On the other sideline, a victory here, and the Utah Indians are back at Levi's Stadium for a second year for the Pac-12 title game, this time against the Duckies. This year's Rumble in the Rockies is a test between the offensive and defensive fronts. Can this horde of Buffaloes stymie the Tribe offense and get out of Salt Lake with a big win? Not a chance. The Generals' victor, Utah. Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. 
Bedlam. Few contests across college football this rivalry Saturday will be as heated as this one will be inside Boone Pickens Stadium. This is a top 25 affair with the visitors poised to play Baylor next week for the Big 12 title and move on to a spot in the CFP, fingers crossed. So an upset from the mullet man's pokes is just what Pistol Pete wants. Unfortunately, wins by the Cowboys have been few and far between in this in-state arch rivalry. OSU's only beaten OU twice in Stillwater in the 21st century. And this year will be no exception. The General's victor, Bedlam, goes to Oklahoma. Georgia at Georgia Tech. Kind of like the in-state rivals in the Sooner State, Clean, old-fashioned hate has been a lopsided deal in the state of Georgia. The Jackets have not beaten the Dogs on North Avenue in 20 years, and UGA holds a 67-41 and 5 ties advantage in this series. This 114th meeting at historic Bobby Dodd Stadium just might be the most lopsided of them all. Kirby Smart, Jake Fromm, and Monty Rice on D are planning on winning in Atlanta this week and in the ATL next week, then ride back to the Natty and win it all this time. Jeff Collins's Yellow Waspers, they've already lost to the Bulldogs this year at home, the Citadel Bulldogs, and 2020 can't get here fast enough. The Generals victor, Georgia. Still to come on this Rivalry Week college football forecast, the Palmetto Bowl, the Iron Bowl, the Bear Bowl, we got them all covered. Plus, the General picks the FCS playoffs round one matchups. Keep it here, General Gridiron will be right back. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with custom holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get special Black Friday prices with 60% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus save on other memorable photo gifts like canvas prints. So get our Black Friday prices until December 3rd with 60% off holiday cards and photo calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter code RADIO60 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, code RADIO60. Orangutans. They're beautiful, playful, and majestic, and disappearing. Every day, as many as 20 orangutans vanish. They starve to death when their homes are destroyed or are killed when they stray into villages in search of food. International Animal Rescue is fighting for the survival of the critically endangered orangutan, but we can't do it without you. Please visit internationalanimalrescue.org and help us save orangutans before it's too late. That's internationalanimalrescue.org. Howdy, soldiers. This is General Gridiron back with you. Each week, this fabulous football forecast is heard on some of the finest radio stations all over the South, including WTRP AM 620, the flagship station for LaGrange College Panther football in LaGrange, Georgia. And in Lake Charles, Louisiana, on KEZM AM 1310, Sports Radio 1310. We appreciate all of our radio affiliates. Now, let's get back into the football fight. Louisville at Kentucky. The Governor's Cup goes down at the big old shopping cart in Lexington, Kroger Field. Scott Satterfield is likely to win ACC Coach of the Year, and he ought to, based on preseason predictions for his Redbirds. Three wins were projected. Right now, the UofL is sitting pretty with seven wins in the birdhouse, and they're going bowling. 
The Cats punched their holiday plans with a six win against UT Martin last week, and now they want to show off their SEC superiority in front of a raucous home crowd and enjoy back-to-back wins over the cards. Something not done by UK since that 2007-2010 win streak. The Generals victor, Louisville. Ohio State at Michigan. The game, 2019 edition, and it's going to be great. You've got two teams in the top 10. One of them plans to bring another national title back to the state capital of the Ohio. Harbaugh's wing-helmeted weasels took a few blows to start the year, but they're on an upward trajectory. The trend is a welcome sight in Ann Arbor, as the home team hasn't bested the school beneath them in seven years. Justin Fields will not have a field day inside a very loud big house, and the maize and blue will celebrate loudly, and so will the Crimson Tide. The Generals victor, Michigan in an upset. Florida State at Florida. The Knowles have already tomahawked their head coach, and despite a rough year on the reservation, have scratched and clawed their way to bowl eligibility. So this game at Florida Field ain't exactly a must-win for Odell Haggins and Tribe. A similar attitude can be found across the gridiron, as second-year skipper Dan Mullen's reptiles aren't SEC or natty-bound, but 11 wins are still possible and a top-10 finish. Look for the visitors from Leon County to lay it all out for Haggins and get win number seven. The Generals' victor, Florida State wins the Sunshine Showdown. Clemson at South Carolina. Carolina-Clemson is one of the best rivalries in college football, but is often usurped in publicity by those two in-state schools battling in Alabama the same day. And with Dabo Swinney's Paw Patrol sudden climb to the top of college football's mountaintop, the Columbia Poultry Company ain't had a chance the last few years. The Tigers go for six straight Saturday inside Willie B. Trevor Lawrence will thoroughly enjoy his first and likely only game in South Carolina's state capital. The Garnet and Black will be outcoached, outplayed, and out of pocket until September 2020. The Generals' victor, Clemson takes the Palmetto Bowl. Alabama at Auburn, the Iron Bowl. Tua ain't playing on the Plains, but Mac Jones is. The Plainsmen are going to pack a punch on the defensive line to rattle the bowl school alum. Conversely, freshman Bo Nix begins his 12th game behind center for the Gus Bus, but this is his first Iron Bowl. This day is more important than Christmas for many in the heart of Dixie, and if you live in Alabama and don't have crimson or orange on this day, then you don't belong. Auburn will look like they don't belong in their own building when the tide starts to roll inside Jordan-Hare. The Generals' victor, Alabama. We've already looked at the weekend's biggest battles across the nation, but we're not done, y'all. We'll be back in a moment to wrap up this week's General Gridiron with our rapid-fire picks. Message and data rates may apply. See purple.com for terms and conditions. It's Purple's biggest, comfiest Black Friday sale ever. Save up to $400 when you pair a Purple mattress with a premium sleep bundle. Make this shopping holiday simple and stress-free with the comfiest bundles ever made. Complete your Purple setup and get up to $200 off a mattress, plus up to another $200 off when you bundle two pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector. That's up to $400 off your order. It's time to feel the mattress you've been hearing about. The Purple mattress is the only mattress with the one, the only, 
only the Purple Grid. It's the cool, innovative, no-pressure support that feels like you're floating. An experience that you cannot get with any other mattress. Shop great, then sleep great with Purple this holiday season. Take advantage of our best Black Friday sale ever and save up to $400 when you buy a mattress and premium sleep bundle by texting OFFER to 84888. Sleep great through the holidays and get up to $400 off by texting OFFER to 84888. That's O-F-F-E-R to 84888. This is General Gridiron back with you. We've already maneuvered through this rivalry weekend's frontline college football showdowns. Now it's time to fix bayonets and storm the field with our rapid-fire football forecast rivalry weekend style. Illinois spears Northwestern. Indiana obliterates Purdue. Oregon wins the Civil War versus Oregon State. Vanderbilt makes it four in a row against Tennessee. Georgia State out GSU's Georgia Southern. Kansas State kills Iowa State. North Carolina knocks out NC State. Louisiana Lafayette captures the battle on the bayou versus Louisiana Monroe. The duel in the desert, Arizona at Arizona State goes to the Sun Devils. California wins the Bear Bowl at UCLA. Florida Atlantic best Southern Miss. Penn State pulverizes Rutgers. And in the FCS playoffs round one, Monmouth over Holy Cross. Albany beats Central Connecticut. Austin P. flummoxes Furman. Illinois State squeaks by Southeast Missouri. Northern Iowa snowplows San Diego. North Dakota sues Nickel State. Walford waxes Kennesaw State. And Southeastern Louisiana beats Villanova at Strawberry Stadium. Well, troops, you can now put your swords back in their scabbards. We're all out of picks on this Week 14 edition of General Gridiron. We'll be back again next week, same General Gridiron time, same General Gridiron station. So don't forget to tune us in on the radio, Facebook, YouTube TV, or download the Y'all Show free on iTunes Podcast. And don't forget to tell your friends all about the show. Simply search for General Gridiron. This is John Rawl, the General of Gridiron Glory, thanking you for letting me be part of your rivalry weekend celebration. General Gridiron is a production of Y'all. For more, log on to y'all.com, the ultimate guide to the South. That'll be all, y'all. Oh, the Rivalry Week predictions from General Gridiron, Field Marshal of Football foretelling. Well, that wraps up the first half of this, the Y'all Kickoff Show Rivalry Weekend Edition. We have got more great college football talk coming up after the commercial break. When we come back in Hour 2, Tommy Tuberville, the longtime head football coach of Ole Miss, Auburn, Texas Tech, and Cincinnati, he'll be dropping by to let us know about the Iron Bowl of 2019, plus He'll weigh in on all of the other SEC games going on on this football Saturday. Coach Tommy Tuberville, he's up at the start of Hour 2, plus ACC discussion going on, courtesy of Jonathan Lifeline. And we'll look at the group of five games and FCS playoff round one games here on this football Saturday. All that in the second hour of this, the Y'all Kickoff Show with your host, John Rawl.
It is Y'all Kickoff. This is where, for two hours, we get you all set for what's going on on this football Saturday of college football. We've already gone through the first half, we've had our halftime break, and now we are ready to start hour two. Coming up in this hour, we'll have ACC Talk, courtesy of CBS Sports Digital's Jonathan Leifheit. What's going on as a lot of ACC schools go against SEC schools, Clemson, South Carolina, Georgia, Georgia Tech, just two examples. And we'll have Jonathan weigh in on all the ACC games as they wrap up the final regular season lineup of ACC games here this weekend before next week's ACC championship. We'll have that talk. Plus, Jonathan will be able to tell us which team from the Coastal Division might just be playing against Clemson and Charlotte next weekend. As the hour concludes, we'll have college football land. Yeah, we'll look at the group of five conferences going on this weekend. You have the American. Some questions about who's going to represent a certain division of that conference next weekend in a battle for the conference championship. You have Conference USA. My goodness, the scenario is going on here on this last day of college football for that conference, and it's they try to decide who to put a crown on. And then the Sunbelt Conference is a little bit confusing, too, and we'll tell you about the lineup here on this final day of college football for the Sunbelt Conference's regular season. And in the FCS world, it's the first round of the FCS playoffs commencing here on this football Saturday. And we'll walk through the eight games that are on the docket for FCS football. But we begin this hour talking Southeastern Conference football. And we'll walk through the lineup of all of the SEC games. But we have a special guest joining us now on the SEC Spotlight of the Y'all Kickoff Show. Some awesome games going on across the SEC, including the Iron Bowl in the state of Alabama this weekend. And we've got a very special guest in our SEC spotlight. And we have Coach Tommy Tuberville joining us here to break down the Iron Bowl and the rest of rivalry weekend of SEC football. And more, of course, speaking of SEC, Coach Tuberville also coached that school in Oxford, Mississippi for a couple of years. So has tenure at two SEC schools, and he's got something else going on these days he's running for senate in the state of alabama and rejoin us on tuesday of next week on the y'all show and we'll get his discussion about why he decided to run for the u.s senate challenging doug jones there if he's able to get the republican nomination in 2020 so join us tuesday for our southern political report here on the y'all show but first things first coach welcome into the y'all show thank you great time of the year uh, we've got the football we've got turkey we got holiday season. There's, uh, I, to me, it's the best time of the year. <laughs> it sure is, uh, you, and especially going into the weekend, everybody's undefeated all of a sudden. And and if you can come come out of this rivalry weekend with a victory, then you're in great shape. Coach Tuberville, of course, a longtime coach, first as an assistant. You coached back in, in Miami in the glory days. There would, I guess, Jimmy Johnson would have been your boss. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson, and then Dennis Erickson. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my last four years there and then kind of moved to Texas A&M for a year and then took over at Ole Miss and began my reign there. And, you know, the, the Egg Bowl is uh, is at the end of the season every year, and that's a huge game in Mississippi as well as the Iron Bowl in, uh, in the state of Alabama. So I was, I was part of both of those big rival games, and I tell you, there is nothing like a rivalry 
uh, in college football. Coach, you started at Ole Miss in 1995 after Billy Brewer was dismissed. Joe Lee Dunn was an interim coach, and then you came in in 95, and it was that 1995 Egg Bowl, a game played in Starkville. Not a lot of people saw this thing because the Rebels were on probation at that time, and so no broadcast of that game. But you got a big win there at Davis Wade Stadium, and that kind of set the tone in that rivalry. Yeah, it did, and, and Jackie Sherrill was a the coach there. Jackie and I are good friends, and, of course, uh, you can't be good friends back in the days when you compete against each other in the same state and recruiting and coaching. But we had some great games. Uh, matter of fact, of the four games that I, I coached in while I was at Ole Miss, we won the two games on the road at Starkville, and we lost the two games at home in Oxford. It was, and, and because rival games really don't have a lot to do with home field advantage, because the, you know the players just kind of block it out, and it's just player versus player uh, in, in a rival game because most of them know each other. They competed against each other in high schools, and and got a lot of carryover, a lot of family carryover in the stands. So. Just a great time when you have a rival rivalry like the Egg Bowl and the Iron Bowl. Sure. And got to give a shout-out to a guy named John Dessler, one of the heroes of that 1995 win. I think he got an interception there late in the game. Yeah. Yeah, John, uh, living in Oxford now and <laughs> yeah, a big businessman over there. Oh, he I'm is. Proud, proud for John and things he's done. You know, we've, we've been friends ever since uh, – you know, you know, I began coaching him then. I see him usually once or twice every year. Matter of fact, I ran into him on the slopes of ski slopes in uh, Breckenridge, Colorado, uh, <laughs> a few years ago. He's a big skier, but yeah, just a good guy. And and that's that's the thing that you that you just have and keep so close to your heart is the relationships that you make with not just the players, but also the families of the players that you coach. And and there's so many things that. Uh, that carry over year in and year out, especially around the holiday season, about the rival games. Uh, you remember those relationships, and you wouldn't take anything for them. Speaking of players, during your time in Oxford, you got one of your former players, now the head coach of the University of Mississippi, a guy named Matt Luke. Yeah, Matt was my first recruit. People don't realize that. He was the first guy that I visited when I went to Oxford, and we didn't have a lot of scholarships, and uh, we only had 13 to give because of the probation and we had some offensive linemen on the team, but we didn't have skill players. And so, you know, we sat around, well, what do we do? And so we, we got on a plane. I took a couple of coaches with me. We flew down in a mat. It had scholarship offers from Vanderbilt and Tulane, uh, SMU, several, several schools. And the one of the hardest things to do is go in and visit with the family and a young man and say, listen, man, we'd love for you to come to Oxford and be part of our program because that family is huge. Ole Miss, you know, the, the dad played there, uh, the brother played there. And so Matt was the last one in the family. And, uh, so I had to get on my knees and just beg him, listen, we want you to come. We want you to play for us at, at Oxford. Uh, we're going to be successful, but I can't give you a scholarship for two years. I just don't have one. And the family made a sacrifice. Matt came, you know, Matt started every game for me at center my entire four years. And mm. what a, what an, excellent young man and family and then of course uh huge old miss and i think he's doing a good job at Ole miss you know he everybody's you know right now he's taking a lot of flack we're not winning let me tell you something you can't win in the sec with half a deck and that's what he's playing with right now he's surviving his recruiting is going to be good and he'll eventually be the be the coach uh there that will bring this program back to fruition and and uh, do great 
Well, Coach Tuberville was in Oxford as a football coach, and these days, Coach Tuberville running for the Senate in the state of Alabama, and maybe it was just a little bit of a harbinger for the future, Coach, and I don't mean to pick on you, but somewhere in your time in Oxford, you said you would not leave Oxford unless it was in a pine box. Now, that sounds like a politician right there. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> but what what really happened in that, people don't realize, and I, and I just took the blame for all of it, but, you know, uh, you know I, and I tell you, we had a great time. We had, I had young assistants. They had young kids. We'd brought them to Oxford, and I knew that I had to bring young coaches because we was going to have to go through a lot. And younger coaches can put up with it. And we made great friends, and, man, we were established. And and the teams that we left there for the next couple of years were unbelievable. Some of the best players to ever go to Ole Miss, and, and it wasn't me. It was our coaches recruiting them in very tough times. But uh, I planned on staying. I had two young boys myself, five and three. Uh, they loved Oxford, and I couldn't get any help out of the administration. Uh, you know, I knew I had I had three offers from three major universities to, to leave Oxford that year. And uh, we had planned on staying. All the coaches wanted to stay, but I couldn't get any help out of the, out of the administration. They said for five years they weren't going to build any facilities. And, uh, you know, we were playing with smoke and mirrors at the time. And I knew if, if it was five years before we got anything done with our facilities, we wouldn't make it. So they made the call, uh, of, of not advancing, uh, to what they have now. They have a lot of great facilities. And so, uh, we left and went to Auburn and, uh, the rest is history. But, you know, we paid for it the next year. Those young men came to Auburn and, and, and beat us in overtime. And, uh, those kids that we coached were, were great kids and, Unfortunately, uh, we had to leave, uh, you know, just for certain situations, but uh, got a lot of great memories from Ole Miss. 1995 to 98, you were the man on the sidelines at Vault-Hemingway Stadium. Well, you got the opportunity to go to the Plains of Auburn, and starting in 99, you coached Auburn for almost, I think it was 11 years, you were there and did a heck of a job. SEC champs in 2004, and coach, I don't care what they say, you're a national championship coach there in 2004, because your Auburn Tigers undefeated, and without the crazy way the system was back then, you would have absolutely won the national championship. Yeah, unfortunately, we were on the on the brunt end of that. But probably, that was probably the biggest misjustice in college football of that team doing everything we could do. We beat four or five teams that were in the top ten that year. A very tough schedule, but we had a great team. We didn't have a good team. We had a great team. And we had four guys that eventually went number one in the draft uh, or in the first round of the draft. Uh, the character, the, the, the leadership on that team was unbelievable. We could run the ball. We could throw it. We had a stingy defense, excellent kicking game. And it's just that year it all came together, and we knew that that part. But, you know, it was the only time in the history of college football that number one and two, USC and Oklahoma started one and two, and they never lost. And uh, that's just, it was just fate for us. We fought up there hard, almost got into number two at one time. But, uh, you know, the AP back then, uh, voters picked the, the two top teams, and, of course, they made a huge mistake because Oklahoma was a very average team. They lost – heck, they were down 40 points at halftime in the championship game. And uh, our team was much better than that. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, I bought every coach and every player a national championship ring. Uh, we went on with it, and uh, uh, we consider ourselves national champs. You know, even after all that was said and done, they caught USC with four or five of their kids had taken money and from agents and were getting paid and they took the national championship away from them. So how ironic that is that, you know, we consider ourselves national champions. 
<laughs> well, War Eagle on that accomplishment there back in 2004. And you won the Sugar Bowl, of course, went 13-0, and a wonderful season. And you had a couple of wonderful seasons after that, too, with big wins. You won six straight Iron Bowls, Coach. That's, uh, you know, it, it, that was kind of like a dream. Uh, you know, you as a coach, you go from week to week, and you don't really realize what you've accomplished until you look up going, my God, we won that thing six times in a row. It's hard to win it once, uh, you know, in a row or one time or two times. But uh, it was a great accomplishment, not for me as a coach, but all the players, all the coaches involved. It was just, you know, it's one of those games, and, and, and people don't realize this. It's the Iron Bowl. Every day we prepared for 365 days to play that game. We did something to make us better to win the Iron Bowl. And that was just, that's the way we handled it. And uh, we're very fortunate that we had uh, pretty good momentum. Uh, it was a, a situation where, again, we we knew how to, how to coach in that game after a couple of years and what it took to win. And we kept, you know, we, it, we, we were, a, I want to say, a team that we never changed. I mean, we didn't change our offense. We didn't change our defense. We recruited for those two things, and it made us stronger and stronger, especially to play that game there. And we had a lot of players in the state of Alabama. And when you when you recruit most of your players from in-state, then it makes it more important to those guys because they know the importance of the Iron Bowl. So we were fortunate. Of course, uh, uh, you know, they've had the upper hand the last few years. Uh, Nick Saban's done a great job. But uh, I'm excited to watch the Iron Bowl this week. I'll be at the game and uh, excited about going and, and being around some of the players that I coached over those years, and it'll be a good reunion time. All right. Again, Coach Tuberville is with us, former Ole Miss, Auburn, Texas Tech, and Cincinnati head coach. And then he left Auburn in 08 to go to uh, – well, I guess I, you spent a year out of the coaching business and then ended up in Lubbock coaching the Red Raiders of Texas Tech for a couple of years. And after three, there's, three years there in the Big 12, jumping over to Cincinnati and UC, you were there a couple of years. And I think one of the reasons you went to Cincinnati, your wife is from right around the corner from Cincinnati, right? Exactly. Uh, her dad was uh, in pretty rough medical shape, and and uh, you know we we decided to move back there. I drug her all over the country over the years, and uh, we went back there for a few years. Had a real good time. Won the conference her second year. Had some good football players, and then by the time I turned sixty, I said, you know, it's time for these younger guys to kind of move in here and, and uh, start another career. And as you said earlier, I'm. I'm now jumping in politics. I've worked for ESPN for a year, and I enjoyed that. But I tell you, I'm wanting to give back now, do a little public service, and give back to the people here in Alabama, and and give back to the people of this country, and go help President Trump uh, make this country great again. And again, tune in Tuesday of next week on the Y'all Show, and you'll hear Tommy Tuberville more from coach to hopeful senator of the state of alabama well coach before we get you to talk politics next week we got to get you to weigh in on this rivalry weekend and we're going to focus on saturday's games in columbia south carolina clemson is at south carolina i know you've probably been in some of these david goliath matchups in your time what do you think of this one well you know the good thing about the game for south carolina is they are a huge underdog so when you go into a game a huge underdog anything goes uh, you try to keep the momentum. You try to take advantage of, of your strengths. Try to block as many of their, their strengths as you possibly can. Don't play down to your weaknesses. 
And so Will Muschamp, he needs to go into the game, have some trick plays in terms of fake punts, field goals, go for fourth down. Don't worry about going for fourth in, in a yard because you're not expected to win the game. So I think Will Muschamp will pull a rabbit out of his hat, but they're way undermanned compared to Clemson. Clemson's got a lot of great players. they got their program going in the right direction. Uh, Clemson is going to be hard to beat in this game. Mm-hmm. High noon Columbia time is the kick there on Coach Tuberville's old employer ESPN. ABC has clean, old-fashioned hate. Georgia and Georgia Tech, kind of another one of those David Goliath matchups as Jeff Collins has had a rough season there in Atlanta. Kirby Smart's team comes in, ranked in the top four of the college football playoff. Probably not much of a contest there, Coach. No, Jeff Collins coming from Temple. He's found out what real football is like. Uh, <laughs> He's walked in the state of Georgia, and he tried to, you know, think that he was going out coach some of these teams. It's about football players, uh, and they don't have a lot of great athletes over there like Georgia does. Georgia's loaded. Uh, they're playing to keep their uh, stakes alive, to play in the uh, – of course, they'll play in the championship game next week in the SEC, and then, of course, they'll turn around, and if they win that game, they'll be in the Final Four. So it'll be an interesting scenario uh, for Georgia. Just see how much they – they overlook Georgia Tech. Uh, uh, this is not the Georgia Tech team that Paul Johnson coached in terms of wishbone and beat could can beat anybody on any given day. This should be an easy game for Georgia as long as they focus on the game at hand. Also at high noon Eastern, 11 Central on Saturday, it's Louisville at Kentucky. Scott Satterfield's in his first year, and he's got his Cardinals already going to a bowl. This is an SEC network game there. Coach Stoops has already announced this week he is not leaving Lexington to go to Florida State. Coach Tuberville, who's going to walk out of here at Kroger Field victorious? Well, I tell you, I'm Scott Satterfield, Scott, I've known him for a long time. He's a good football coach. They've gotten better and better. Uh, this is a big rival game. People don't realize this when you have two teams in the past that more basketball-oriented than football. This has become a football rivalry. Uh, Stoops has done a good job. Uh, I don't I don't think they've got the players uh, to go in there and just, just run Louisville out. I think this is going to be a close football game. Louisville can score points. I like their offense. Uh, I think it's going to come down to, to a pick them in this game. I like Louisville. Four o'clock Knoxville time. The Vols have the Vanderbilt Commodores sailing their ship into Neyland Stadium. And Vanderbilt coach Tuberville is going for their fourth consecutive win in this in-state rivalry. Isn't that amazing? To beat Tennessee four times in a row. That's almost unbelievable. They hadn't done it yet, but they've already beat them three times. Yeah, it just goes to show you how bad Tennessee's been. They have been in disarray they've had bad coaching hires they've just been in a situation where no continuity uh if it wasn't for ed orgeron at lsu of running to pretty much running the table and having a chance to be national coach deer he'll be coach the year in the sec jeremy pruitt has turned a team around that was god awful early in the season now they're respectable they got a chance to to have a, a real good bowl appearance uh, they'll beat vanderbilt this week they got better players they're very well coached, and uh, I like the momentum Tennessee's got. Speaking of your old, I guess, co-worker, LSU head coach Ed Orgeron, he is hosting your old employer, Texas A&M, this weekend at Tiger Stadium. 7 Eastern, 6 Central, the kick from Death Valley on ESPN, Coach Tuberville. Yeah, uh, Death Valley's a hard place to play. Uh, I tell you, I, I don't understand A&M. Man, they have underachieved. they got better players than what, they, what they're playing. Uh, 
uh, you know, the guy down there that they hired, uh, you know, they're paying him $75 million and they're going to expect more. Next year will be a big year for him. I just don't see Jimbo Fisher having a chance to go in and beat a red hot LSU team. Uh, they got their quarterbacks playing pretty good today and him. He'll give LSU some fits. It'll be closer than what people think. I would say LSU probably by about 10 points. Tommy Turville, you act like you haven't gotten a $75 million paycheck in the past. Come on now. <laughs> no, I, I never got that one. I tell you, that that is unbelievable, you know, to pay a guy that much money. And, of course, you, you find out a lot about what kind of coach you are, the team you leave behind. And, man, look at Florida State. I mean, I've never seen a Florida State team this bad in many, many, many years. So Jimbo Fisher left them hanging. Uh, a lot of that's following him. You know, the people are looking at him going, man, did we did we hire the right guy? So Jimbo Fisher's got to pick it up. Speaking of the Knowles, they will be in – Gainesville taking on the number 11 Florida Gators, 730 Eastern, 630 Central on the SEC Network. Who emerges as the Sunshine Showdown champions, Coach? Yeah, this won't be a this won't be a factor here. Uh, Florida's not great, but they're good. They're solid. They play fast defense, which is really going to put uh, Florida State on its heels. But again, when you're talking about rival games, players step up. This is one of those games, too, where most of the players know each other on each team. I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, be surprised if Florida State doesn't surprise Florida going into the second half, maybe even into the fourth quarter. But uh, Florida State, Florida's got too many uh, players, too many, too too many uh, weapons. Uh, they're not going to be able to cover them all at Florida State. I think Florida wins this in the fourth quarter. And now we have the Iron Bowl as the Crimson Tide head to Jordan-Hare to take on Bo Nix and the Auburn Tigers. This is your CBS afternoon special, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central. And can Gus Malzahn pull a Tommy Tuberville and start his own streak? Going for the thumb. Well, I'm going to tell you something. This this game, when you play it at home, it's a 10-point advantage, not 7-point, as they, as they say the odds give them in Vegas home field advantage it, and if this thing was in uh this game was in tuscaloosa uh i don't think it'd be close i think you're talking about 12 14 points maybe the entire game for for alabama but this being on the road with a new quarterback think about this both quarterbacks neither quarterback has ever played in an iron bowl uh nicks has got more experience because he's been playing all year long he's a true freshman obviously the young man from from uh, alabama he started now I think maybe a couple of games, and he's gotten his feet wet. Man, he is walking into a hornet's nest, you know, with the fans and the and just the temperament of the game. The you can just feel the pressure on every player going into this game. It's going to be tough on Alabama, but Alabama has got man. If if he can get if their quarterback at Alabama can get the ball to these four great receivers they have at Alabama. It's going to be interesting because these kids can play. It's going to be a lot of man coverage from Kevin Steele's defense at Auburn. Man coverage versus the wide receivers that most of these kids will play in the NFL. It's going to be great matchups. But can the quarterback from Alabama get the ball to him on quick slants and 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 deep down the field like Tua Tonga Valoa? Uh, that is going to be the question answered. Best defense in the in the SEC versus one of the best offenses in the SEC. It's going to be a great matchup. Uh, if if Auburn can force some turnovers, get the ball back for an offense that hasn't played very good all year long, give them a chance for some short fields, 
I think Auburn can win this one in the end, but man, is it going to be close. Mm. And a reminder, Tommy Tuberville will be there at the stadium. You will be walking, I guess, outside the stadium, shaking hands and kissing babies and hoping <laughs> those Tigers pull out the big victory over Alabama. Am I right on all that? Yeah. You know, I went to Tuscaloosa a few weeks ago and watched the LSU-Alabama uh, game, did a lot of tailgating, shaking hands, taking pictures, and had a great reception there. Now, now I'll be going to Auburn this week and and uh, doing the same thing, spending about four hours in tailgate, meeting people from Alabama, coming over for the game, welcoming them to, to Auburn, and doing the same thing with the Auburn people. I'm excited about it. I tell you, I, I love college football, and I, I think rivalries like this, like the Egg Bowl, like Florida State, Florida, Georgia, Georgia Tech, that's what makes college football special, even more special than the NFL. And so – Looking forward to watching games and going to one. All right. And again, this is Rivalry Weekend, and this is the weekend for college football. Tom Turberville, thank you for being on, talking a little football with us. Hey, a reminder, on Tuesday, Coach Turberville will be back with us to talk politics. He's running for U.S. Senate against Doug Jones if he's able to advance to be the Republican nominee, and we'll get his thoughts on that and more. So, Coach, thank you again, and have a great rest of your Thanksgiving weekend. Thank you very much. He's got my vote. And I tell you, Jonathan Leifheit's got my vote, too, because after this commercial break, Jonathan's going to be on to tell you about this final weekend of the regular season of ACC football, as you have some really good contests going on, a lot of which feature ACC schools going up against the mighty SEC. And we'll get Jonathan to weigh in on those contests and other games going on as we still have to crown a Coastal Division champion from the ACC. That's coming up, plus we'll have college football, and from Dixie would love to close out this, the Y'all Kickoff Show Rivalry Weekend Edition. Message and data rates may apply. See purple.com for terms and conditions. It's Purple's biggest, comfiest Black Friday sale ever. Save up to $400 when you pair a Purple mattress with a premium sleep bundle. Make this shopping holiday simple and stress-free with the comfiest bundles ever made. Complete your Purple setup and get up to $200 off a mattress, plus up to another $200 off when you bundle two pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector. That's up to $400 off your order. It's time to feel the mattress you've been hearing about. The Purple mattress is the only mattress with the one, the only, the Purple Grid. It's the cool, innovative, no-pressure support that feels like you're floating. An experience that you cannot get with any other mattress. Shop great, then sleep great with Purple this holiday season. Take advantage of our best Black Friday sale ever and save up to $400 when you buy a mattress and premium sleep bundle by texting OFFER to 84888. Sleep great through the holidays and get up to $400 off by texting OFFER to 84888. That's O-F-F-E-R to 84888. UVA has a big game here on this Thanksgiving week, and we'll tell you about that in just a second with our analysis coming from Jonathan Leifheit 
of CBS Sports Digital and the 24-7 Network. As this is our ACC Spotlight, this is the Y'all Kickoff Show as we are rolling through the second half of the Rivalry Weekend Edition. And the ACC with plenty of games on the schedule. And a lot of these games this Rivalry Weekend feature ACC versus SEC matchups. And Jonathan's going to weigh in on that. But let's first start off with a game that means a whole lot when it comes to determining who's going to win the Coastal Division of the Atlantic Coast Conference. In the Old Dominion Friday night, or it's not even Friday night, it's Friday morning fun. Friday high noon fun, I guess is what we should call it. It's 11 o'clock central, but noon eastern when Virginia Tech and Virginia get together to help decide who's going to go play in Charlotte against the Clemson Tigers. This game at Scott Stadium, Charlottesville again. It's the Friday contest in the ACC. And then we get to Saturday and the Palmetto Bowl goes down at Williams-Brice Stadium. Will Muschamp, he is catching a lot of grief as the Gamecock skipper and his Gamecock sit at forward seven. Welcome in the the number three, Clemson Tigers, 11-0, and and on the warpath back to the college football playoff. Jonathan, how ugly is this one going to be? Uh, that depends on which side you're on. If you're on the Clemson side, it's probably not going to be very ugly at all. If you're on the South Carolina side, yeah, yeah, that's about as ugly as it gets. All right. So that one again starts at noon on Saturday. ESPN has this broadcast. Also at noon on Saturday at ABC, you'll find clean, old-fashioned hate from Bobby Dodge Stadium. Historic Grant Field is the site of this game. Georgia Tech has not defeated Georgia in Atlanta since 1999. And I don't mean to kind of repeat myself here, but unfortunately, the roles are reversed in this one, Jonathan. How ugly can this one be between Georgia and Georgia Tech? Uh, uh, anytime you're going to have a bunch of guys dressed in red on the field <laughs> at, uh, at uh, Bobby Dodd Stadium, it's really ugly. So I'm I'm afraid for my, my poor uh, Yellow Jackets that we're not going to fare too well in this one. All right, Georgia Tech again with a horrible year. They are walking into this one with a win at their back, getting that win on a Thursday night against NC State. Tech at 3-8 and eight have this game, rivalry game. They say you never know in rivalry games, but Georgia's got a lot to play for. If they can get past Tech, they'll be playing in the SEC Championship the week after that and likely headed to the college football playoff unless they get totally blown away by the, what are they playing, the LSU Tigers in that one. Well, they they just have to lose to the Tigers to knock them out. That's right. Okay. Well, we've seen before here in this last By the way. Go Tigers. <laughs> Clemson Tigers. Hey, Louisville and Kentucky, they have their battle there at Kroger Field this weekend, another ACC-SEC matchup. And this ought to be a good one as Coach Satterfield's Cardinals at 7-4 Kentucky and Coach Stoops before he goes to Tallahassee. He's got his Wildcats at 6-5. and five. This is the SEC Network broadcast from Kroger Field. Also a 12 noon, 11 central kick there between the Cards and the Cats. Jonathan, what's going to happen with you? of L in this one well this is going to be a really good game to watch i don't think i could pick this one um both teams you know pretty comparable records you know one game difference uh i really really tough to say on this one uh you know probably i'd have to go with the home team a little bit just because they're they're are the home team and that that would probably be the only reason to pick that pick uh kentucky over louisville so but it should be a good game 
All right. Well, we'll kind of keep the SEC ACC a fun a going in our last of the ACC SEC na- matchups here on this rivalry weekend. FSU goes over to Ben Hill Griffin Stadium in Florida Field, and the Gators of Dan Mullen await. Jonathan, I think FSU is poised to pull the upset in this one. This is an SEC network. It's a Saturday evening game broadcast at seven thirty from the Swamp. Yeah, I mean, this one just has uh, kind of a strange vibe all over it with the, you know, the firing of Taggart and, and then what Odell Haggins has done since uh, since he's taken over. So, you know, I was if I'd a, you know, if you just did a cursory look at it, you fully expect Florida to kind of go in there and win. But that is a very talented Knowles team, and they are quite capable of uh, jumping up and biting somebody. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see them pull the upset, although you know. I, I, I say the odds are against it, but uh, I, I, it's not that much against it. Well, in this game, both teams can't greatly help themselves with a victory, and both teams can't greatly hurt themselves. Both are going to a bowl. We know that. Florida can't go off to an SEC championship or a college football playoff, so they're a little bit disappointed in that. FSU's already clinched that bowl berth, so they can only improve their stake. And, of course, what's really at stake is the who can claim the champions of the state of Florida. That's what's at stake between the Knowles and the Gators. Now, in the state of North Carolina, the rivalry game goes on in Raleigh as North Carolina comes in needing one win to go to a bowl, and NC State hosts this game on the ACC Network at 7 o'clock Raleigh time kick jonathan what's going on between these two old foes well i think nc state's ready to pack it in now that they have nothing to play for and and uh north carolina has got a a bowl bid on on the line and i i think you'll see them uh, pull out the victory all right other acc contest here on this rivalry weekend these aren't necessarily rivalry games miami is going to be playing in durham against the duke blue devils i guess that could be a rivalry if you go back to the other year when miami had that miracle finish there with all those lateral passes and this will where be they a- violated the rules on several different occasions and should have never gotten a touchdown hey, yeah, that's, that one. that's what gets rivalries going jonathan espn2 is the place you can find this mid-afternoon game from wallace wade stadium biggie's foes of yesteryear get together boston college is in pit to take on the panthers at Hinesfield. this is a 330 pittsburgh time kick on the acc network and then wake forest will be at the carrier dome wake forest at eight and three the orange four and seven ready to close their season down with this one acc nx the digital option is how you can watch this one starting at 12 30 eastern from the carrier dome and that is your week 14 rivalry weekend breakdown here on the y'all show thanksgiving week edition that that sounded great to me well jonathan thank you for talking turkey with us and we will see you next week when you have had a chance to digest all the great football and turkey yeah i'm looking forward to it on both counts all right jonathan life 24 7 sports and cbs sports digital after this last break, we'll be back to wrap up today's Y'all Kickoff Show with college football lanyard. We'll look around the group of five goings on as you have American and you have CUSA and Sunbelt Conference games of note here on this final regular season weekend. And we'll let you know what's going on with those games and what, if any, they have in terms of who's going to win those conference championships. Plus, it's also on Football Saturday weekend, it's going to be the FCS playoffs round one. And we'll walk through those eight games going on, some of which feature great Southern schools. All that in our college football land, yep. And all that is coming up after the break. From... 
Aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with custom holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get special Black Friday prices with 60% off all holiday cards and calendars, plus save on other memorable photo gifts like canvas prints. So get our Black Friday prices until December 3rd with 60% off holiday cards and photo calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts at Vistaprint.com. Just enter code RADIO60 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, code RADIO60. Sailing, take me away as the Naval Academy is going to be sailing into Houston here on this final, well, it's really not the last weekend for Navy football. They still have that Army-Navy game coming up in a couple of weeks. But yes, the United States Naval Academy still has a chance to win a conference championship as we close out the regular season this weekend. It's a rivalry weekend, and Navy will be at Houston in a game televised on ESPN2. And this is a 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock H-Town time kick. Now, what's going on with Navy in the American conferences? This is our our wrap-up of today's Y'all Kickoff Show, what we call the college football lanyard. And as we look at the American Conference, Navy and Memphis are in a battle for the West Division of the AAC. Memphis, with the Friday game against the Cincinnati Bearcats, if Memphis emerges victorious, they will capture that division. And guess what? They'll be playing the Cincinnati Bearcats the very next weekend. And I guess they might be hosting it at the Liberty Bowl, but I don't know that for sure. So deja vu all over again if Memphis and Cincinnati are the opponents next weekend. However, if the Bearcats go to the Bluff City and come out victorious, that means Navy with a victory over Houston will be your AAC West Division champion and will go on to face the Cincinnati Bearcats for the AAC title. Y'all got all that? What else is going on in the AAC this final weekend of college football's regular season? In addition to Cincinnati and Memphis with the Friday game, you have South Florida at UCF and a little bit of a, I guess, a new rivalry game between these two Florida foes. Spectrum Stadium hosts this. ESPN broadcasts it. It's the 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock time kick. Again, the Friday Night Lights, South Florida, UCF. Then on the football Saturday lineup, the Tulsa Golden Hurricane will be at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in Greenville, North Carolina as Coach Houston's band of ragtag pirates come in to Greenville after a big win last week. And the Pirates have Tulsa 4-7, and seven, the record for ECU, and Tulsa 3-8. and eight. Nobody's going bowling in this one. ESPNU broadcasts this one again at high noon Greenville, North Carolina time. UConn and Temple and a battle there of Temple and UConn. UConn maybe heading off to the Big East pretty soon in other sports outside of football. Lincoln Financial is where you'll see this game. CBS Sports Network is where you'll see it on television. 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central on this football Saturday between the Huskies and Owls. Tulane is going to a bowl. SMU is going to a bowl. And these two get together at Ford Stadium in Dallas. ESPNU is where you'll find this one on the boob tube, 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Big D time between the Greenies and SMU. And as we said, Navy and Houston, the other game going on in the conference 
and that one may or may not have in, as much importance depending on how, what happens in the Friday game between UC and the U of M. Now, that conference is a little bit complicated. CUSA is a whole lot more complicated. Let me tell you the scenarios for Conference USA football and the way we're going to determine a champion. You have two different divisions, the East and the West. You've got three players on the east side alone fau marshall and western kentucky florida atlantic controls its own destiny lane kiffin's team they can win the east division by winning against southern miss fau owns the tiebreaker over western kentucky but i told you marshall was in the mix the thundering herd can win the east division of cusa by winning against fiu and if fau loses to southern miss Marshall owns tiebreakers over both the Owls and Hilltoppers and would win a two-way tie with FAU at 6-2 and two and a three-way tiebreaker at 6-2. and two. So Marshall needs to win. They need to see FAU lose to the Golden Eagles. Western Kentucky can finish in a tie for the East Division at 6-2 and two, but lose the head-to-head tiebreaker with FAU and a three-way tiebreaker with both schools based on head-to-head losses to each. So Western Kentucky appears to be on the outside looking in of the CUSA championship game. Now, let's go to the West. As Louisiana Tech has done really well this year, but they've kind of been slipping up here of late. And Coach Holtz's Bulldogs can win the West Division with a win versus UTSA or if UAB loses at North North Texas. And then the Dogs can win the division at 6-2 and in a tie with Southern Miss only as the Bulldogs own that tiebreaker over USM. And what about Jay Hobson's Southern Miss Golden Buzzards? Well, they can win the West Division by winning at FAU, and then if Louisiana Tech somehow loses to San Antonio, as they've got tiebreakers over a couple of those opponents. Now, UAB won CUSA last year. They're on the outside looking in. Now, they have a 5-2 and two mark, same as Louisiana Tech and Southern Miss and CUSA play, but the Blazers can win the West by winning at North Texas, along with a Southern Miss loss at FAU, And then they also, I guess, need Louisiana Tech to lose as well on this last day of the season. So still a chance for Coach Clark's Blazers. But right now, it appears most of these teams are waiting to see if Louisiana Tech ends up winning their final game of the season and also if FAU wins their final game. And then you'll have the CUSA championship game heading into the next weekend. Now, what's going on in CUSA football besides these teams jockeying for that championship? The Panthers of Florida International, fresh off their big win over the Miami Hurricanes, they'll be on the road in Huntington taking on the Thundering Herd. This is a game set for 12 noon Eastern, 11 Central time on CBS Sports Network. MTSU will be right up the road at Western Kentucky. LT Smith Stadium hosts this rivalry game, and this will be a 2 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Middle Tennessee, Western Kentucky time. ESPN Plus is how you'll be able to view this one. The 49ers of Charlotte will be going to Old Dominion. ESPN Plus will broadcast on this from SB Ballard Stadium in Norfolk. The Rice Owls, 2-9. and nine. They've got a couple of wins. They even have more wins than UTEP as the Miners are 1-10. and 10. And this game from the Sun Bowl, Sun Bowl set for a 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Central kick. Then you have Southern Miss and FAU in a big battle. This is on the NFL Network with with the championship implications going on with this contest 
This is a game at Boca Raton. Again, the Golden Eagles and the Owls. UTSA will be at Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech can wrap it up with a championship appearance if they get this win at Joalette Stadium. 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Rustin Lincoln Parish time is where you'll find this one on ESPN+. And then that last CUSA game features UAB on the road at Denton's Apogee Stadium. North Texas hosts this one starting at 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock North Texas time. To the Sun Belt in Arkansas State will be at South Alabama. Appalachian State, which has already won the Eastern Division of the Sun Belt, they'll be at Troy here on this football weekend. These are games on Friday. Then on Saturday, you got Texas State at Coastal Carolina, Georgia State, and Georgia Southern have their game going on in Statesboro on ESPN Plus starting at 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Central. Louisiana Monroe will have the Battle of the Bayou against the Sunbelt West Division champion, the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns. This game from Cajun Field kicks off at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Lafayette time on ESPNU. And Lafayette and the Appalachian State Mountaineers will have their conference championship game go on next weekend. This conference, as we said, kind of has cleared up the confusion of who's going to be playing for the title but a lot of good games going on here on this final weekend of the regular season. Now to the FCS ranks we go, and it is round one of the FCS playoffs going down on this football Saturday. And we've got eight games featuring 16 teams as we get this playoff going. And a couple of these have Southern connections. And these two certainly don't. Holy Cross will be at West Long Branch, New Jersey, as Kessler Stadium there hosts the Monmouth Hawks. ESPN3 will broadcast this game in the first round of the FCS playoffs. Monmouth, by the way, winners of the Big South. I said it right, South Conference. That's a conference that's got North Alabama. It has Charleston Southern, Presbyterian. I think Hampton's in there now. But Mama somehow won that conference, and they'll be hosting Holy Cross. Central Connecticut will be at Albany as another FCS round one game. The Furman Paladins from Greenville, South Carolina, will go all the way to Clarksville, Tennessee, as Forterra Stadium hosts this game between the Paladins and the OVC champions, the Austin P. Governors. ESPN3 is where you You'll find this game set for a 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Montgomery County, Tennessee time kick. The Redbirds of Illinois State will be flying south to southeast Missouri as the Red Hawks at Hawks Stadium in Cape Girardeau have this game. It's a 2 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Cape Girardeau Rush Limbaugh hometown kick on ESPN3. The Toros of San Diego will be going all the way to Cedar Falls as the Northern Iowa Panthers host them at UNI Dome. Kurt Warner would be proud. 2 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Central is the time for this one. And North Dakota goes all the way to the Bayou as Thibodeau, Louisiana's John L. Guidry Stadium hosts this game between the Fighting Sioux Hawks and the Nichols Colonels. And this is an ESPN3 broadcast set for a 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Thibodeau time. Kennesaw State out of the Big South. They didn't win the conference. They will have to go on the road this year as they'll be in Spartanburg at Gibbs Stadium right around the corner from the world-famous Beacon Restaurant as the Walford Terriers and the Owls of Kennesaw State will be triple-optioning all day long in this one. 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock time. Central is where you'll find this on ESPN3. Villanova and the Southeastern Louisiana Lions have a game at Strawberry Stadium in Hammond, Louisiana as the Lions of the South 
Southland Conference finished with a 7-4 mark. They did not win that conference. In fact, the UCA Bears have the playoff bye this week, and UCA await, UCA out of Central Arkansas, they await an opponent for next week to come in there and play on the purple and gold, purple and silver turf is what they have there in Conway. But at Strawberry Stadium, great name there in Hammond, the Wildcats of Villanova and Southeastern Louisiana get together as your last playoff round one action goes on in FCS football. And that will wrap up your Thanksgiving weekend edition and rivalry weekend edition of the Y'all Kickoff Show. I'm John Rawl, thanking you so much for listening to us. Have a great rest of your Thanksgiving weekend, and good luck as your games and your teams get together, maybe with a rivalry matchup. We'll be back right here next week to talk about championship weekend of college football. Enjoy your your Thanksgiving weekend, and we're signing off here on the Y'all Kickoff Show from Dixie with Love. We'll get us to kickoff. See purple.com for terms and conditions. It's Purple's biggest, comfiest Black Friday sale ever. Save up to $400 when you pair a Purple mattress with a premium sleep bundle. Make this shopping holiday simple and stress-free with the comfiest bundles ever made. Complete your Purple setup and get up to $200 off a mattress, plus up to another $200 off when you bundle two pillows, sheets, and a mattress protector. That's up to $400 off your order. It's time to feel the mattress you've been hearing about. The Purple mattress is the only mattress with the one, the only, the Purple Grid. It's the cool, innovative, no-pressure support that feels like you're floating. An experience that you cannot get with any other mattress. Shop great, then sleep great with Purple this holiday season. Take advantage of our best Black Friday sale ever and save up to $400 when you buy a mattress and premium sleep bundle by texting OFFER to 84888. Sleep great through the holidays and get up to $400 off by texting OFFER to 84888. That's O-F-F-E-R to 84888 orangutans they're beautiful playful and majestic and disappearing every day as many as 20 orangutans vanish they starve to death when their homes are destroyed or are killed when they stray into villages in search of food international animal rescue is fighting for the survival of the critically endangered orangutan but we can't do it without you please visit internationalanimalrescue.org and help us save orangutans before it's too late that's internationalanimalrescue.org